Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Journey to Organization. I'm your host, Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Begone Personal Organization. Um, I'm catching up on all my voicemails and um, from I'm a little bit behind. Today I want to talk about two things. One of them is a question that I got from a lady and one is my own personal um, list for some things we can do to prepare ourselves for Elul and Tishrei. And um, I will do my best, Bezrat Hashem, to make sure I get to everybody's phone calls. But please, please, please be patient with me. I'm going as fast as I can. The reason why I want to address this call is because I think it's so important. And um, it was related to the last episode about clothing. So um, I got a call from a lady. I don't want to say her name. I think she'll recognize who it is. Um, if she's listening, I hope you're listening. Um, she called me about a clothing. She, she asked me, should I give up hope that I'll ever get back into a certain piece of clothing? I've been going through different stages of life, and I have a lot of clothing I no longer wear because it doesn't fit. So I want to tell you, and I want to tell everybody else listening, that... This is so important, so please, please, please take take note. I don't want you to ever give up hope, ever. <laughs> um, if there's one thing I learned from Chayenda, it's not to give up hope. Hashem can help us do anything. So by giving away clothing that doesn't fit you anymore, you're not giving up hope, okay? So I just I want to make that clear. You're not giving up hope by giving away clothing that doesn't fit you anymore. If you would lose the weight, not even if, when you lose the weight, the clothing may or may not fit you the same way it did before. Because remember, you're going to lose the weight, you're going to have a new, you're going to have a better body. It's going to, everything's going to be in a different position, <laughs> I hope, um, for the best, you know? Everything's going to look, you're going to, if you're going to do it with exercising, if you're going to lose weight with exercising, everything's going to be a little more tighter, a little more firmer. And, and your body is going to look different even so, just stomp, because you have gained and lost weight. Everything is not going to fit you exactly the same way. So it's not giving up hope by, by um, you know, giving away a piece of clothing. I also want to say that if even if you do give away a piece of clothing, you have to kind of think about how old the piece of clothing is anyways. If you fit into it again, or when you fit into it again, is it going to be something that you actually want to wear? Like, is it still going to look nice on you? Is it still going to be in style? Is it still going to, is it even, is the piece even in good condition now? I mean, sometimes we look, excuse me, through clothing, you know, with rose-colored glasses, and we say, oh, this was such a nice piece, or it was so expensive, or I really, you know, can't bear to part with it. But the thing is, is that when we actually try it on, we see like, okay, the fabric is peeling a little bit and meh, the color is faded and it's not faded evenly, or maybe there's a small hole or maybe there's a rip or maybe it's too tight in the waist, but loose in the hips or, or the other way around. Like I could be any number of things that could be, you know, a problem and you might not actually like it. So don't, don't give up hope. 
Um, you will get to the size you want, Bezrat Hashem. But remember that it's not coming from a place that's like, you know, dependent on your skirt. Um, it's just that when we put our hope in like our clothing, that's sort of the mistake, in my opinion. When we hold out for the clothing to fit us, like we don't even know that when we get to that size again, we'll really want to wear it wear the clothes. And this is why I'm always saying, have a limited wardrobe in the first place. Because when you have a capsule wardrobe is popularly what it's called now, you know, 10, 12, 15, 20 pieces of clothing. Um, When you have a capsule wardrobe, you actually have less and your clothes wear out faster. um, And like this is never becomes an issue because Like, for example, thank God, I just lost, you know, about 10 or 15 pounds. And I had a few pieces of clothing that were just way too big on me. And um, I was able to swap them out with new pieces without ever worrying, like, but I really like that. Because by the time I was able to swap them out, um, the original pieces were already so worn out and they didn't even look that nice anyways. I was just kind of holding on to them till I had a chance to replace them. So um, it's not, it's not giving up hope. (laughs) It's not. It's okay to let things go, especially when we're not using them. But also in order to avoid this situation in the future, start with less to begin with. And that brings me to my list about um, Elul. I was actually inspired um, by a quote by the Rambam that Rambam says, um, our sages recommend that a father should spend less than his means on food, up to his means on dress, and beyond his means on his wife and children. And that got me thinking about what do we do in Elul and you know, how can we plan better for Elul and for Tishrei and organize ourselves so that um, we're really able to have time to spend focusing on the spiritual aspects of these two months. And also, so we have a little bit more time to focus on like our spiritual selves throughout the year. Um, Elul is a time to increase and improve ourselves and our mitzvot. And I hope They all take the time this month, especially because we usually spend a lot of time in Elul to get ready for Tishrei to do the following. So here's my five tips. The first one is make a list. (laughs) It sounds simple, but it's really true. Make a list. In order to not overbuy, make a list of exactly who needs what clothing and even school supplies since school is starting now. Reuse where you can or even swap so it's new to you. Like get a group of friends together who are all your same size, tell everybody they need to bring five outfits and you guys swap them. Everybody will get something new and whatever doesn't get swapped can be donated. Um, Be sure to menu plan for your meals as well so you don't overbuy food and so you don't waste food. So. Um, this day, this year, Rosh Hashanah is a three-day Yom Tov, Yom Tov and um, that can be challenging. 
um, for even the most experienced among us. Um, by the third day, I mean, it's hard, especially because it's Shabbos on the third day and we want to like have food. It's Shabbos, but like how much food? It, these are big meals for three days. I'm not sure a lot of people can eat a lot of food. I mean, I know in our house by the time Sudashli she comes Shabbos afternoon, everybody's like, no, I don't want to eat anymore. So you don't have to make each meal 10 courses. You could skim it down a little bit to, you know, three courses or just a soup and a main and, and a dessert or just an appetizer and a main and a dessert. And you don't need to have 16 mains for each meal. Like if we plan it and, and we can have something different and something lovely and something fabulous and we can not waste. I mean, think about how much food really does go bad. First of all, the day after Yantif Sunday is going to be a fast day. So you're losing um, that day in terms of reusing the food. And things do tend to go to waste. Maybe it's spoiled because it got left out or it was taken out too many times or it's all dried out because it was reheated so many times. So really, think about how many people you're having at each meal and plan, plan, plan. Make a list of how much food you actually need to buy. Of course, you know, we sometimes buy a little extra and that's natural, but let's try to be prepared and reduce our waste on our food, especially this year. Um, number two, make a commitment to use less in LOL. There's often quite a lot of waste, you know, like I just said, over-purchasing food, um, over-purchasing clothes. Of course, it's Yom Tov. It's a time to spend with family, and there's a lot of food rituals, especially on, on Rosh Hashanah. Um, but you could probably, you know, back off a little bit on the purchasing and the cooking, like I said before. Um, number three is give staka instead of shopping for yourself. Um, we all know what a tragedy happened in Houston in the past week and the community, the Jewish community there especially is really, really in a terrible situation. I mean, the, the Beite Knesset were badly, um, hurt. The mikvah was, um, damaged, um, numerous people's houses were damaged, um, Jews from people um, and maybe a lot of them won't be able to be in their homes for the Chagim. So um, we can't send them clothing. We can't send them supplies. There's just, there's no physical place to put those things. The best thing to do is send the Jewish community in Houston money. Um, you could send it through the OU, through the RCA. You could donate directly through the Beit Knesset in Houston. Um, I, I actually don't have the phone numbers. Let me see if I can get the phone numbers while I'm talking to you. One second. Um, of the Betiknesset. Hold on. Um, and then you could call them on the phone and donate through um, with your credit card. Um, so they have a place to donate here online. They don't have a phone number. Um, but you could certainly call the OU and donate to their um, um, relief fund through the OU directly um, or the Jewish Federation. Um, the OU is doing a joint campaign with the RCA. And really, like, how much clothes do we have? We have a lot of clothes. <laughs> 
And especially if you're going to do a swap with one of your friends, like, I mean, we have a lot of clothes. So um, if you want to call, you can call the OU at 212-613-8137. That's 212-613-8137. And you can donate through with them on the telephone. Um, it's a really, really great place to, to donate to. Oh, you can also donate through Chabad, um, directly to the Chabad in Houston. Um, and I don't know. I think, you know, we know. Like, these are the things that we're supposed to focus on in Elul. And I think if we could really focus that a lot of people really don't have clothing on this time, and we probably have a lot more than we need. So I think that's a really great way to connect spiritually with someone who we know really needs it and really could, could benefit. Um, four, think about what you can do for the future so that we can reduce the effects of global warmings and hope to avoid tragedy in the future. Pick, pick something, anything. It, it doesn't have to be big. No more plastic grocery bags, a reusable water bottle, a menstrual cup, whatever it is that you can do. It doesn't have to be big. It's just something small, a commitment you can make to um, reducing your footprint in the world of trash. Um, but also, probably whatever you pick will help you be slightly more organized um, because it's going to take something off your plate. If you use a reusable water bottle from now on, you're not going to have to buy a bottle of water anymore because uh, you'll always have a, an, a reusable bottle with you. If you uh, use a menstrual cup, you won't have to, you know, buy feminine products anymore. If you use plastic, if you decide to stop using plastic grocery bags, you won't have to um, always find a way to either recycle them or put them in, you know, or you'll just throw them in the trash. So that's really chaval. Um, but try to find something for, for Tafshin Einchet that really can, um, you could do throughout the year. It, it's something small. Um, whether it could also be like a commitment to not go shopping without a list. That's huge, by the way, because when we shop without a list, we have a tendency to overbuy and we can sometimes waste. Um, so that's number four. Number five, reduce, reuse, recycle. Take the month of Elul to not only um, stock your spiritual life. Um, hang on one second, everybody. Sorry. Um, to um, yeah. <laughs> I think everybody can hear that. Um, take, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, take the month of Elul to take stock of your spiritual life by reducing in your physical life. Because I always say, I don't, I don't know if I've ever said it here, but in my, in my group online, I always say, um, if you clear your clutter, you clear your mind. So when you actually have less, when you make more room for the, for, for, well, when you take away the physical items and you make more physical space in your personal space, you actually have more mental clarity that way. So for example, if you're able to reduce the amount of clothes you have, that will probably, it will reduce the amount of laundry you have. Um, even if you're increasing the frequency of laundry, it's still less laundry to do because um, there's less clothes there. So um, I know in our house, by the time <laughs> I do the laundry, um, at 
doesn't usually have to get folded because it's in need by that time. So, um, or maybe only half of it gets folded because, you know, most of it gets worn right out of the laundry basket, hot out of the dryer because, you know, the kids need it. Um, but when we have less, and so many ladies have called me to tell me this, when they have less, they actually have more time to focus on spiritual pursuits or whatever pursuits they want to focus on. But there's actually more time because there's less to do. When there's less things around your house, there's less to clean. There's less to worry about. Um, there's just more available brain capacity, you know, um, it's funny when I when I go to people's houses and I help them organize. A lot of people ask me if they can listen to music while we're organizing, and I say no. And they're like, "What? Why can't we listen to music?" And I say, "No, we can't." Because the thing is, is when you're organizing, when you're decluttering, um, you're making a lot of <clears throat> uh, you're making a lot of decisions, and you only get a certain number of decisions a day before your brain capacity is maxed out and you can't make any more decisions. So like, you know how you feel at the end of the day, like I'm so tired, I can't think anymore, right? Because you have so many decisions to make all day that, that at the end of the day, you really can't think clearly anymore and can't make decisions anymore. So the music um, inhibits the decision-making capacity because you can't focus directly on the task at hand. You can't, you don't have the clear um, place in your mind to, to really make a decision. Should this stay? Should this go? Like, what's the choice here? I mean, um, if you read articles about very success, highly successful people, you'll find that most of them wear a uniform. Now, I don't mean like a UPS uniform or, you know, necessarily a nurse or a doctor or something like that, but they, they wear the same clothes all the time. So, for example, um, President Obama was quoted as saying that he only had two types of suits, like gray and navy blue, and he would always just wear those two suits um, because it's easier. He has a lot of he had a lot of decisions to make in the course of the day, and he didn't want to inhibit his decision making processes by by having to consider what he was going to wear in the morning. So, for example, I personally have a gray skirt. I have two gray skirts actually, and a black skirt, and I have like my workout clothes. Those are separate, but um, I have literally two gray skirts and a black skirt, and I only have two because I two gray skirts and not two black skirts because I by mistake bought two. I clicked the wrong color and I bought two gray instead of two black. So I have two gray skirts and a black skirt, and that's it. <laughs> and like I rotate them and they're not dirty all week long, they're lined. So like, and you know, you have a slip on or whatever. And my shirts all go with those two skirts. And I mean, they have color and they like, I'm not like totally wearing black all the time, black tops all the time. Like today I have a nice cobalt blue top on. But the point is, is everything matches with everything else. And it really um, limits the amount of time I have to take every morning to think about getting dressed. I pick out whatever the next shirt is in the line and I just get dressed. And like people think that by having a capsule wardrobe or reducing the amount of clothing that you have um, is inhibiting in terms of like creativity, but it's not because I have less stuff. It's true. 
and I wear it for a longer period of time. So for example, I wear the same five or six shirts over the course of six or 10 months. And like, you know, if you see me on Monday, I'm probably going to wear, be wearing the same shirt I wore last Monday. But, um, and it's funny because I sometimes go to clients for like five or six weeks at a time. And every week they're like, didn't you wear that shirt last week? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because every week I come to you on Tuesday. And like, whatever, some Tuesdays are different than other Tuesdays. And I, you know, need to change around what I'm wearing. That's fine. But the point is, is that like every day I look okay and I feel comfortable in my clothes, either working or whatever, stom. And when I need to replace them, like I said, I needed to replace a shirt. I, it wasn't a big deal because the shirt was already worn out and you can manage because it's worn out and it's not like so physical because by that time you're sick of it already. You've been wearing it for a few, six, seven, eight. I have that particular shirt I had for two years. I was wearing it for two years and I love that shirt and it was it happened to be the shirt. It was a striped shirt and it had the colors of my company in it. So I love to wear it when I was with clients, but it was just all the stitching was popped. The collar was starting to come undone a little bit. And like, um, the, the fabric was pilling and like, okay, it's not such a big deal. I I'm able to, um, have less. And I really don't think about getting dressed in the morning and it's really, a relief like it's a relief that I don't think about it as much in the morning um, so that's my list I'll run through it again quickly just to give you the, the highlights make a list make a commitment to use less and give Sadaq instead of shopping for yourself think about what you can do for the future in terms of picking one item to help reduce your waste footprint and um, reduce, reuse what you have to make space so that you can think about the spiritual aspects of um, the month of Elul and the month of Tishrei and really focus on having a spiritual Chag and um, focusing on the real point of the Chag to me, which is focusing on the spiritual aspect of it. Um, I think a lot of times we're so busy about worrying about the cooking and the cleaning that we forget like if we just take and we have time you know there's like still you know 15 16 days before yom tov we have time to really spend a few days decluttering minimizing so that when we get a little bit closer the cooking is not frantic um also organizing making a list so that when before we before we get to yom tov we're not frantic and crazy i mean we want to enjoy that time together and um, with our families. It's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful time to spend with your families. Who, who wants to fall asleep at the table? I mean, my mom was often like tired. It's, it's a very similar to Pesach. My mom was often tired at the table like because she just prepared. Now, I learned a lot from my mom about preparing um, for Yom Tov. My mom, especially when we were little, but she even did it as, she, as we got older, is she would cook in advance and freeze. And there are lots of recipes that are really great for doing that. And mostly she would spend time cooking her soup in advance and freezing the soup. Um, but she made stew and she froze the stew and then she would just leave the crock pot on a timer and she would 
you know, swap it out. It's a little bit harder on a three-day Yom Tov to do the crock pot, but um, you could have it shut off. Sorry, a bus just went by. That's the um, advantage to having the microphone that I now have, um, which I don't know if I said, but I got secondhand on eBay. Um, is that it's great and my voice sounds a lot more clear, but I also can pick up a lot more like ambient sounds. So like you can hear me tapping on the table <laughs> or you can hear the bus drive by. Um, so anyway, um, sorry for the tangent. Uh, I just want to say it's really hard to sit here every week and basically talk to myself for 30 minutes (laughs) so if I seem like a little bit lost like I apologize I sometimes like I feel weird just sitting here in my living room at my dining room table actually uh talking to myself into a microphone it's sort of like a very I don't know it's a sort of a strange feeling um anyway so I my mom taught me like how to prepare it so that I'm not like up till the last minute, um, you know, doing everything at the last minute. What can we do? Um, and, and this is really also for number one of this list, which is make a list. What can we do so that we can plot out our time so that we're not rushing at the last minute? That's also going to make us a lot more spiritually prepared for going to shul or sitting at dinner like how can we plot out our time this is like a classic time management um, tool where can we plot out on our calendars to make sure that everything is getting done now if you excuse me have I don't know I kind of think it's a bracha of being able to go away to excuse me parents or in-laws or or other family members and you don't have to do a lot of the cooking you still have planning to do. You still have to plan how long it's going to take you to get to that person's house. You have to plan the packing to make sure everybody has everything that they need. Um, you know, there's still planning aspects to to traveling, um, especially if you're traveling somewhere in a car or airplane. You have to, you know, make sure you have food for the trip. And I, I, there are aspects to traveling that are also um, worth planning. So use this time these 15 or 20 16 days before um before yom tov to to plan slot out when you'll cook food make your menus now um make your grocery shopping lists after you make your menus decide when you're going to go shopping for what for example today i ordered my meat for yontif because i order like i said from this place um in israel here called Artsenu, and they deliver the meat. Um, and if anybody does use Artsenu, then please say that you heard it from me. Um, Hana and Yoshua are amazing, and they have amazing, 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 amazing meat, and it's all um, organic, grass-fed. Um, Yoshua is himself the shochet, and they have like a really... Um, they just switched their hechsher to like an even better hechsher. I can't remember what it is now. Um, but anyway, um, I had to order my meat. Like I don't want to get stuck not having the kind of meat that I want to have for Yantif because I didn't order it in advance and or I, I didn't purchase it in advance. I mean, during, um, the, especially here in Israel, um, during the month of um 
Tishrei and um, Elul. Um, it's really hard to get prepared meats here because um, the shrita is really minimized. So sorry, someone's calling me. Um, so the the shrita is really minimized because of the yom tovim. So it's you need this time to plan and you know take care of things and organize yourself. Now's a great time to do a little bit of decluttering. Not a lot, but just start to tidy up the junk that you see around. Throw away the the knickknacks that are not being useful. Recycle where you can, of course, and just really um, take this time to maximize the physical area in your home so that you can really focus on the spiritual for later. And um, I think that, hang on, <laughs> sorry. Oh, it stopped. Um, and I think that when you can do that, um, you can really um, enjoy your Yom Tov more. So I want to, uh, I'm definitely, Bezrat Hashem, I'm going to speak to all of you before Yom Tov. But um, I want to, in case I don't, um, I want to wish everybody Gemal Chatima Tova and Shana Tova. And um, if you have any questions about planning or preparation, please let me know. And I will do my best to try to get to um, all the questions that are sitting in my voicemail. I'm, I'm working on it, ladies. Um, it, as usual, you can um, leave me a voicemail um, or you can send me an email, Rebecca, R-E-B-E-K-A-H at Balagan, B-A-L-A-G-A-N, Begone, B-E-G-O-N-E dot com. Rebecca is spelled, by the way, R-E-B-E-K-A-H. And um, yeah, I definitely want to hear from everybody. And um, I wish you all an organized week. And please remember, Hashem keeps me organized. Have a great day.